Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now.
101.5 UMFM. This is Thank God It's Free Range. And that was Oval with the title track from their new EP out on Thrill Jockey. That was Exploio. Got a busy show for you tonight. So much new music. This has been a very busy week in releases. Uh, albums coming out, singles dropping, all sorts of stuff in the offing. And uh, we're going to play a lot of it. And we're also going to be talking to... Uh, keyboardist slash synthist as he calls himself nick mclean who is uh bringing his quartet to the west end cultural center next week uh but before we get to that just today this morning on cbc it made its debut uh, but we got our hands on it william prince's the spark which is the leadoff single to his forthcoming album reliever which is due out in 2020 uh, we've got another album that uh, just dropped a track that's uh, yet to come out. Ben Lee uh, has an album out called Quarter Century Classics in which he covers uh, records that were near and dear to him 25 years ago. Uh, and he just released one of the singles from it. It's uh, Sonic Youth Sugar Cane features uh, Juliana Barwick on guest vocals. And uh, man, it's, it's coming out on New West Records. I can't wait to hear it. It's fantastic. Super Chunk. Built to Spill, all, all sorts of fantastic old rec, rock records that were uh, definitely important to me and, and apparently important to Ben Lee as well. Uh, we're going to get right into it. This is William Prince with The Spark here on 101.5 UMFM. So am I dreaming? Or is this just how we're living now? Refuse to wake us I have never been this close. You always think I'm leaving before I've had the chance to stay. Darling, it'll be okay. If you look me in the eyes I sing now Don't be afraid of the fire, babe I'd never let you burn and all these bridges we cross All that water underneath When the ashes of lost love Make it hard My love, if we burn, would you burn right next to me? And there's so much revealed with You take the time to know me for who I am just who I am Don't be afraid of the fire, babe I'd never let you burn And all these bridges we cross All that water underneath When the ashes of lost love Make it hard to breathe My love, if we burn Would you burn right Next to me I was in the dark 
The day that I met you Now you expect me Just to forget you Act like the fire never burned Was my solstice my refuge Sitting on the sun I was so nervous to let you Share with me this pain Reason I don't take a day off My intentions they were pure I'm just a beacon for chaos That fire ever burned Just let it burn I said if that fire ever burned Just let it burn I sang don't be afraid of the fire babe. I never let you burn Now all these bridges we cross All that water underneath When the ashes of love's love Make it hard to breathe My love, if we burn Would you burn right next to me? And is it safe to say you are? Oh, babe, you're the flame, the fire But most of all You're the spark Sugar cone 
Back to the cross, a twisted lane There's something down there, sugar cane
Alberta's Marlena Moore with Imposter, a new single. And uh, if you get a chance, go to YouTube and check out the video for that filmed in an abandoned West Edmonton Mall, or at least not abandoned, but closed. So she's just by herself in the West Edmonton Mall. Before that, Quantum Tangle and Lydia Kapinski with Signal, a brand new single. Uh, Louise Burns is up next. She's uh, someone I've had a long time uh, fandom of and uh, got to catch her play The Goodwill last year. Um, this new record is kind of more synth poppy than I was expecting. Uh, we're going to hear a track called Just Walk Away From It. The album is called Portraits, just came out on Last Gang. And then uh, from Iceland, uh, just in time for Iceland Airwaves, Eskir has a new song called Youth. We're going to play that one as well. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM.
Quartet, uh, Toronto-based pianist and and synthist. We're going to get into that. Nick McLean joins us by phone. He's playing the West End Cultural Centre next week. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing really good, thank you. Thanks for having me. So is synthist like the proper term for someone who plays like a synthesizer rather than a keyboard? Is that like... Yeah, it's... it's, I mean, a synthesizer is a different instrument from, from a piano or a digital piano or anything. And, and there's a lot of variation as to how those kinds of instruments produce their sounds and how you can shape their sounds. So I like to differentiate the term um, from, from pianist. Did you, did you start on the piano and then move to synthesizer? Like, was someone offering synthesizer lessons when you were a kid? Or uh... No, no. Actually, the, um, 
synthesizer pedagogy is extraordinarily fragmented, and I mean, in part because it's such a new instrument um, comparatively with the others. I mean, piano has been around for such a long time. It's had a lot of time to develop um, a highly varied and highly uh, developed pedagogy. So there, there are already methodologies for teaching and lots of teachers who are able to uh, teach it. So I started on piano, and it wasn't until I um, started uh I started my electric jazz group, Snaggle, that I really started delving into the synthesizer world. You mentioned teaching. Uh, in addition to playing concerts, you're doing like a bunch of workshops or, or kind of like school-based uh, appearances, in, including yeah. one at St. John's Ravens Court. Is that something that's kind of sprung up organically because there there's like an absence for that in in the world of synthesizer? Or is this like, how did this come about, I guess is what I'm asking. So the, the workshops don't have much to do with my synth playing. So actually, the, the group that's going out on tour is the Nick McLean Quartet, and this is my acoustic group. Ah. So this group takes a lot more influences from 1960s Blue Note Herbie Hancock. It's kind of an extension of that era of jazz. And so, so this is the group that I'm on, the acoustic piano, and it's my other group, Snaggle, that's doing more of the synthesizer work. And so the, uh, the workshops, I mean, youth jazz education is an important mandate for us in the group. Because, um, I mean, not, not only have all of us in the group had, had a moment in our youth where um, a more established jazz musician came to our school and did something similar and, and planted seeds of inspiration inside us, but uh, it's, also, it's also a way of further propagating the art form. Um, because it, it takes, it's, I, I often find it takes a certain amount of education to, to be able to appreciate um, the jazz art form. It's not, it's not that people can't just switch on a record and dig the material, but, uh, but there's a lot going on, and I think when you understand part, part of what's going on, you don't necessarily have to understand all the nuts and bolts of how a tune gets put together, but when you understand the level of communication that's going on between the musicians and how they're creating melodies and, and narratives on the fly, then it, then it uh, engenders a much deeper appreciation for the art form. Yeah, I mean, you can put on a record like Maiden Voyage, speaking of Herbie Hancock, and, and just enjoy it on, on the face of it. Like, are you unpacking specific recordings or records, or like, how do you go about kind of teaching this yeah. to younger people? It's, it's part of, so what we, what we start with is the history of the art form, because um, it's, it's important to couch um, what's happening today with what's happened previously. And, and we, we don't go into the whole jazz history because that, that would be a whole master class unto itself, mm-hmm. uh, probably several. Uh, but uh, we, we dig into the post-bop era where we get most of our influences from. And we show, um, uh, we show the kids some examples of artists in that era and then uh, also modern jazz artists so that they can see where the stuff came from and how it's evolved um, in many different branching paths of today. And um, it's, this is important because it's, what we do is built on something. It's built on the backs of giants who have, who have innovated and, and developed the art form. So in order to understand where we're coming from, you have to kind of understand where um, the history is and what, what has already been done. So that's, that's part of what we talk about. Uh, and then we break down improvisation into the three elements of music, melody, harmony, and rhythm. And we break those elements down, and we show um, how they're used to form an improvised solo. And then, and then once once we've gone through that, we usually uh, have the students get their instruments out, and we take them through some exercises. Um, so 
the whole thing is sort of uh, a crash course in jazz as an art form and the art of improvisation, so that any of the students there who want to want to pursue it further have an idea what that path looks like. You mentioned kind of pointing to where jazz is and not just where it has been. What like artists or, or records are you kind of referencing when you're talking about like contemporary branches of the jazz tree? Um, some of the more modern um, artists that we reference in the workshop are uh, guys like the Branford Marsalis Quartet, uh, the Wayne Shorter Quartet, of course. Uh, there's a fantastic uh, New York trumpet player named Alex Sipiegan, who's a huge influence on Brown Man, uh, as well as the trumpet player Abishay Cohen. So these are these are some of the artists that we re- reference in the workshop, and certainly um, some of our touchstones for modern artists who play music that is in a sim- similar vein to this particular group. You mentioned Brownman, obviously. I mean, it's it's the Nick McLean Quartet featuring Brownman Ali. Uh, Brownman was the last trumpet player in Guru's Jazzmatazz. And yes. I think for a lot of people, and, and maybe this is changing, uh, but a lot of people's kind of entryway into jazz is the samples that are used in hip-hop. Is that something that still, like, you notice when you're, when you're talking to students? Is that kind of how they come at jazz, or is it from, from a oh. more kind of contemporary purist? I, I can't say um, I can't say I've noticed that from the students I've talked to, but um, uh, actually a lot of a lot of the students that we've talked to haven't had um, a great deal of uh, of exposure to the jazz art form. So for many of them, we're we're among the first. Mm. Um, though certainly you're you're absolutely right. There's a lot of jazz that's filtering into into hip hop. Uh, I mean. Some of the most uh, modern examples are Kendrick Lamar with some of his fantastic albums, and then there are jazz artists who are who are also taking elements of hip hop and folding it into their um, art form, like Robert Glasper. Yeah, I was and just going to say Robert Glasper to me is like a bridge artist because he's basically a jazz artist doing hip hop at this point. Yeah, absolutely, and and certainly Brown Man uh, fits into that category too because because of his time with Guru. And then subsequently, his time with guys like Jay Z and Beyonce and Missy Elliott, he's got a firm hip hop background that he's um, that he's uh, uh, drawing from as well. And and you can see that in some of his groups like uh, the Brown Man Electric Trio, which incorporates some of those influences into more of an electric jazz aesthetic. Uh, you can see it in his in his jazz hip hop group Groove Asylum, which I believe came about because of his time with uh, Guru and, and the Jasmatans. Uh And, uh, and it, it also surfaces in some of the writing in Nick McLean Quartet. Um, I wrote a tune called Elasticity of Time and Space, which uh, incorporates some hip-hop influences, because Brown's been, Brown's been teaching me about the genre and has been exposing me to that, so I've been trying to incorporate that into my writing. And then uh, Brown... Uh, wrote a tune for the group called The Madness of Nero. And actually, we, we just uh, released a YouTube video um, of the tune uh, based on footage that was taken from uh, when we recorded it. And uh, and that tune also has pretty heavy hip-hop influences on display. There's a mix of, of uh, like classic cuts and, and originals on, on the record, Rites of Ascension. And I, I'm curious in terms of, like, A, how you go about kind of deciding what, what fits within the context of a record together b- between you know existing songs and and your own creations and then how you like interweave those like in terms of choosing track listing or like the flow of a record yeah so the um the quartet's debut record uh rights of ascension 
um, has been described as um, sort of a love letter to Herbie Hancock. And I really like that description because we start the record off with three of Herbie's tunes, Cantaloupe Island, Driftin', and One Finger Snap. And, um, and, and there's uh, a couple of them have a few twists um, from the original. Um, then in other spots, we're very true to how, how they played it on the, rec- on, on the record. Um, but then from there, we go off exploring uh, our own original material. And, um, and so listeners will be able to see, again, it sort of ties back to this idea of understanding the history and then seeing the evolution like we're doing the workshop. They can see the Herbie influence from the first three tunes, and then they see where we take it with the original material. And then at the very end of the record, we close with another Herbie Hancock tune, Tell Me a Bedtime Story, to kind of bring it all full circle. So, so the idea then, those initial three sort of like set the stage, and then it's like this is where we're building from. Here's what our own stuff is. Is how the yeah idea? exactly. So, as as far as writing things, you said you know like you know Brown's written tracks. You've written tracks like folding in kind of multiple voices like that, or multiple composers' voices. How do you like suss out you know what works within the context of this group versus you know other projects? It's well, I guess. I don't think we've really ever had a conversation um, about something not working in this group. And I, I think it, in part, it's, it's, I do most of the writing for the ensemble, so I already have a pretty strong idea of what kind of direction I want this group to go. Um, but Bratman's been playing in the group since, um, since the group was formed in 2016, and he's the group's producer, so he's heavily involved in, uh, in, in, in all the decisions in terms of the group's direction and and a lot of the production elements. So he's, he's intimately involved in all those things, so he knows the, the character of the group um, just as well as I. So there's, yeah, there's, there's never even been an issue of whether something fits or not. It just, we're, we're both, um, we both have a, a very similar idea of what the direction needs to be, so it's, it, it's always just fit. Speaking of direction, in terms of like building a set to, to play, like at the uh, the show on the 13th at the West End, what kind of decision make like like do you guys have a, a firm set list or are you kind of playing spontaneously based on that evening or um it's we don't have a firm set list planned right now we we likely will um on the day of the show but uh that'll that's that's open for change cuz certainly um we want a set list to be varied we want it to showcase um some of our tunes and some of Herbie's tunes. We want it to have a good flow that doesn't have too much of the same thing or, or too much of a certain vibe, but it also depends on, uh, on what our audience is like. Um, it's, you know, sometimes we're, uh, we're playing in uh, bars or clubs with a really raucous audience, or maybe there's an opening band that was playing uh, a set that was a little bit more uh, tinged towards funkified, groovy jazz and so we'll we'll swap up our set list a little bit uh, with with tunes that fit that aesthetic a little bit more so that um so that it fits with the overall vibe of the room and the vibe of the um show or um sometimes if we're playing to an older audience that uh that that might be more familiar with some of the earlier jazz maybe some of the bebop artists or even the swing air stuff we might open with um some of herbie's more accessible tunes uh, just to warm everyone up. And then when everyone's feeling comfortable and everyone's ready, then we'll start introducing some of the heavier material and some of the, some of the uh, more intense um, compositions. 
Well, let's introduce some material to the listeners here. I want to get you to pick a track off Rights of Ascension we can play for folks. And if you have a reason why you're picking it or an anecdote about it, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, it's, I guess, Elasticity of Time and Space would be a really good one. Uh, it, it showcases the group's hard-swinging blue note aesthetic, but it also folds in some of the hip-hop influences that we talked about um, earlier. Um, so that would be a great track, and that features um, improvising uh, by myself, by Brahman Ali, and uh, a little bit by the group's regular drummer, Tyler Gertson, at the very end. Um, or if you want something a little bit uh, longer, um, I would highly suggest uh, Brown's composition, The Madness of Nero, which is an epic odyssey that goes all sorts of places. It's, it's really a, a, a fantastic composition. Well, let's see and, if we can oh, squeeze those back-to-back then. Excellent. Uh, so next Wednesday at the West End Cultural Center. In the meantime, uh, safe travels, Nick, and thanks for taking some time out of, out of your day. Thanks so much for having me. created by fusion and a photon of light is born this photon of light careening back and forth eventually escapes the sun that takes hundreds of thousands of years for that photon to get from the center of the sun to its surface and it takes eight minutes to get from the sun to earth. Is there music in there? 
radical evil. It's so committed to evil, it's so committed to hatred and cruelty, that it becomes suicidal. You've done everything you need to do to make people realize that you're in power, but you somehow can't stop. There has to be a, a special appetite. There must be the desire to see how far you can go.
101.5 UMFM. That is a new remix from Sympology of Quantix Orchidea featuring Sly Fifth Avenue. Uh, that one from True Thoughts just dropped this past week. Lots of fun stuff. Always love Quantix stuff. Before the break, we heard the Nick McLean Quartet with Madness of Nero and Elasticity of Time and Space from the album Rites of Ascension. You can catch them at the West End Cultural Center next Wednesday, November 13th. And for more info, the band wanted me to mention tournmq.bremen.com. And uh, you can get all sorts of information on the website. So I mentioned the West End Cultural Center there, which is where Nick McLean's playing. Uh, coming back to Winnipeg to play the West End Cultural Center on November 19th, it's been announced that Charlotte Cornfield will be opening for Old Man Ludicky. And uh, we were blessed by Charlotte coming in during our pledge drive and doing one of our noontime shows. Uh, so I'm going to play you a little something from the live session she did that day in the booth. Uh, this is Storm Clouds, and uh, circle your calendar, show up early on the 19th and catch her opening. Uh, and then after that, a little something new from Dana Gavansky. It's the A-side to a single called Catch. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM. <laughs> Jack Nicholson dream Or a hazy cocktail This is all that I 
progeny, daughter of radio. So 
back here on Thank God It's Free Range, and you just heard a pair of great new dark rock tunes. That was Desire, the title track from Sandra Sun Odeon's new record. And before that, the title track, Darkest Light, from Brooklyn Shoegazer's Shanna Falana. Uh, that set started off with Charlotte Cornfield, who played live here at UMFM and is playing live at the West End Cultural Center, opening for Old Man Ludicate on November 19th. Going to close things off and hand it over to After 8 Radio with uh, a new track from UK jazz outfit Norija. Uh, they released Bloom, the full length, earlier this year on Domino, but uh, just last night on Jules Holland debuted this new single. It's called Where It Ends and Begins, and this is where it ends for Thank God It's Free Range. We'll be back next Friday. <laughs> 